Hey guys, Jason Davis here. Uh, with everything that's going on out there in culture, in the school system, especially the public school system, right? And drag shows and everything in between, our kids are under attack daily. And that's why I wanted to tell you today about the Tuttle Twins books. Tuttle Twins is really, it's the only books uh, that I know of for kids that really help them develop critical thinking skills about real world concepts, economies, finance, government, freedom, liberty, the free market, how to be self-reliant and outside the system. Right now, we just all have to recognize the world's full of companies and people and politicians that want to expose and influence our kids and in ideas that we don't support. And so that includes school teachers, unfortunately. So Tuttle Twins empowers parents. I encourage you to check them out at TuttleTwins.com or if you go to my website at DontTreadOnLiberty.com and go to Freedom Partners under Tuttle Twins, there is a special offer for you. So DontTreadOnLiberty.com under Freedom Partners. Check out the Tuttle Twins and we do have a special offer for you. Well, let's get back to the show. I hope you enjoy this week. God bless. Fighting back against the left's nonstop attacks on liberty, freedom, and America. America. This is Don't Tread on Liberty. Jason Davis is on the air. Hey, welcome back to Don't Tread on Liberty. Thanks for being here. Uh, Jason Davis back with you. And something we haven't talked about in a little bit of time is 5G. Now, I spoke with an expert on 5G about three, four months ago. And we went over all the ins and outs, things that were happening with that. But there's been some new developments. And of course, this problem is not going away. Um, so I want to bring him back. It's Dr. Benjamin Bignolis. He's with Arizonans for Safe Tech. Doc, thanks for coming back. How are you? I'm so good to be back. Uh, I'm doing excellent. Really looking forward to, to chatting again here and being a guest a second time. So thanks for having me. No, thanks for being had, as I always like to say. So <laughs> when we talked before, um, you know, we really went through in detail on 5G, uh, the privacy concerns with it, the health effects with it, um, you know, all the legal aspects of not being able to really stop these towers and, and all of these different things. Uh, for people who missed that show, can you just kind of quickly give a recap? I mean, what is 5G and why should we care? Sure. So 5G is fifth generation wireless technology. Um, so there's generations of wireless technology, cell phones, essentially. Um, and just to give you some context, like 3G was when they invented text messaging. And then 4G was kind of the heavy data stuff that they brought in when the iPhone came out because everybody was, you know, sending a lot more data. And now, you know, they want to support even more data um, to really just zap a lot of information through the air um, with this 5G. So they have to create a whole new technology. And what ends up happening in order to do that, they got to make a whole bunch more cell towers. But now these cell towers, instead of being really high up in the high up in the air and far away, are now like every 500 feet in your neighborhood at about 50 feet, 30 feet high. Um, so the the um, it enables a lot more radiation exposure, which is dangerous to health. And we'll talk about you know the implications of that with COVID. But then also we talked about there's privacy and security concerns because the technology is the way it's set up. Can essentially surveil you without your consent. Um, and so we're in a situation in the state of Arizona where we have this law that was passed in 2017 called HB 2365, which basically says it was like a it was like a telecom racketeering bill. It basically said, we're gonna place this tower here, see, and you can't say no to it, see, and that's where it's gonna go, see. 
And, and literally we're in a place where they can literally build a tower on your front yard and you can't say no. Um, and so that's kind of the, the, the legislative situation we're in in the state. We have the worst bill of all 50 states for that. Um, and so it's, it's been a battle to fight it for sure. Unbelievable that this could even happen. And it's so funny. Arizona is like ground zero with so many of these issues. Um, I, I just can't even believe it. I, you know, the Bill Gates thing and Buckeye and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's just, they, they got Arizona like wrapped around their finger for some reason. Now I just read some research, uh, yesterday actually, and this was right on the NIH website, National Institute of Health website. It's out of the Journal of Clinical and Translational Research. They basically uh, say they have evidence connecting uh, mobile wireless radiation, including 5G, to COVID-19. Um, what do you know about that and what do you think about it? Sure. So uh, let's, let's be clear on this. Um, what they're basically showing, demonstrating in this article is not that 5G is the cause of COVID or 5G's or COVID's actually 5G or anything like that. What they're showing is that if you put them side by side and you look at what are the symptoms of COVID-19 and then you go, what are the symptoms of exposure to microwave radiation? It's like they're pretty much the same. And so it begs the question, what the heck's going on here? Um, so do we have evidence that there's a causal relationship that want like, you know, like I said, that like um, COVID doesn't actually exist. It's really just radiation poisoning or, you know, COVID's really just 5G or, um, you know, 5G was created. To, like, we don't really know. But what we do know is that it's awfully fishy when you line the two of them up. You know, they both look pretty much the same. They're kind of making the case in this paper that, um, like you said, it doesn't cause COVID, but what they're kind of making the case is that they think it may exacerbate the severity of symptoms. And, and that's basically what you're saying is that the symptoms of wireless radiation are pretty much the same as that from COVID. So they're, they're kind of thinking that it makes it worse if you do catch COVID, which kind of makes sense, I, I think. Um, because if it, if look, you know that we have all this research going back 50, 60 years on the effects of wireless radiation. And if all of these things are true and we know that, then, you know, obviously if you get sick, then this is only going to make it worse, going to compound the problem. Am I on the right track? Yeah. I mean, it's, that's one way of looking at it. I, I think, um, you know, exposure to, to, to radiation isn't, isn't good for your health. I mean, it's, we definitely know we have, you know, 20,000 studies showing health harms. Um, I think, I mean, I can tell you my theory of what I think is going on. Please. Um, so what I think happens is that this radiation essentially attenuates your nervous system and weakens uh, your, your nervous system and your immune system, which are really one thing. Um, when you like really delve into the physiology uh, the nervous system and the immune system are interlinked and the nervous system regulates the immune system. And so it, it basically exposure to it, um, to weakens your immune system and leaves you open to be, um, infected by these opportunistic infections such as SARS-CoV-2. Um, now we've seen this when other new wireless technologies have been brought on. Okay. We've seen corresponding, um, 
disease outbreaks, all right? If we go back to H1N1, okay, that was 2009. All right, that was when the 4G rollout happened, okay? Because the iPhone came out in 2007 and everybody was texting their friends' YouTube videos. And all of a sudden, you know, we needed to shoot a lot more data through the air. They had to build new wireless towers. And then around that time, you know, flu outbreak. So um, you look back to the Spanish flu epidemic, okay? That was when they first really... Uh, uh, brought out radio towers and we, and we coded the earth in radio towers, sending signals back and forth. Well, you know, not everybody's system could handle that kind of exposure. We kind of artificially selected for people who, uh, who could survive that because a lot of people got killed by that. Um, and so if you look at something like HIV or AIDS, right? Like people don't die of AIDS. Okay. They die of AIDS pneumonia. Or they die of Kaposi sarcoma. Okay, these are normally like um, Kaposi sarcoma is very rare. But when your immune system is is weakened by AIDS, which you know we can say whether that's actually the HIV virus or not, it's another discussion. Um, but these opportunistic infections happen that a normal healthy person wouldn't get. Uh, Pneumocystis gyrovici. It's a paramecium. Okay. You and I would never get infected by it, but if your immune system is really suppressed, it can get in there and, um, and give you pneumonia. So what I'm saying is that basically um, the radiation creates an immunocompromised, immunosuppressed situation, and then a virus like a H1N1 or a SARS-CoV-2 can get in there more easily and cause harm. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, like in this paper, they're talking about blood changes, you know, with the red blood cells and oxidative stress and immunocompromised stuff, like you say, uh, cardiac effects. So, I mean, all this stuff they're pointing to, um, it's, it's kind of disturbing. It really is. Now, the last time we were talking about 5G, because you're, uh, you know, heavily involved with Arizonans for Safe Tech, and you guys had a meeting with the city of Chandler, and it sounded like you might have an inroad there to get the city to kind of regulate these towers or the output of power. How is that coming? Um, good question. So in, with the Chandler situation, we put some pressure on them for a while. It looked like they were going to, um, they were going to, uh, you know, meet with us. And then, you know, how it works with city government officials. Oh yeah, we really want to help you. This sounds like a great idea. And then they just kind of, you know, they disappear on you, you know, cause you're not just putting, you know, money in their pocket. Uh, we didn't, we didn't like, we put the pressure on for a while. We got like 70 people to show up to a zoom call, but then people just kind of peter out and they, they fatigue and they, they say, Oh, someone else is going to take care of it. That Dr. Ben, he's going to do it. Oh, Jason, he runs a Liberty podcast. He'll like, someone's taking care of it. I'm just going to sit here and watch, you know, QAnon videos and hope that the white hats <laughs> fix the problem. Um, and so we, we kind of ran out of gas as far as like, you know, enough manpower to really put the pressure on them. Uh, and so, I mean, that's what we're seeing. It's like, I get a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, I'm so glad you're working this 5g issue. And it's like, well, I could use your help. Do you want to call your state legislator? Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. I don't know. So really until we get enough people like pounding on the door on this, like we're not really going to get anywhere. Um, you know, I had, uh, I had a meeting with uh, a friend of mine got elected to state house. Okay. Um, Steve Kaiser, he's a rep in LD 15. You know, I was telling him like, hey, I haven't got anybody to like listen to me on this 5G thing. He's like, well, I'll listen to you. 
And then uh, we sit down, we have a meeting. He's like, that sounds good. I'm going to have to help you find another rep who's going to be the sponsor of this bill. I'm like, okay, awesome. And then he's eventually comes back a month later. He's like, I can't find anybody who wants to do it, so I'll do it. And then he comes back like two weeks ago and it's like, I just can't do it. I got too much going on. So, um, you know, now we're trying to put pressure on someone else. But like the problem is most people, at least in this state, have no idea who the heck their state legislators are, okay? Like, I'll literally tell them, hey, you know, um, email your state senator and state legislator. And they're like, okay, I sent an email to Kristen Cinema. It's like, that's your U.S. legislator, okay? Different animal, all right? People just don't know. So it's like, and it's just they're like, their attention span so divided. Anyway, I'm preaching the choir here, but basically we could make some progress if we had more people involved and who were passionate about it and like, you know, willing to like, you know, release the hounds on, you know, the, the state government as it were. Yeah. Now we did get some good news out of children's health defense and their lawsuit against the FCC. Yes. They got a landmark ruling and uh, I don't want to steal your thunder, but explain that to everybody. Well, interesting that, um, cause we just got a, uh, there was a landmark ruling of, um, them pulling an ad about uh, vaccines in the state. We probably saw that, but that's unrelated. But yeah, uh, basically, and, you know, don't worry about stealing my thunder. Um, the FCC has what it called wireless radiation guidelines. Okay, like it's not really a hard and fast rule, but it's like really people shouldn't be exposed to more than this. Like we're not, we're not going to, we're going to slap you on the wrist if you do it. But like this is kind of the do not exceed number. And they came up with these numbers in 1996. Okay. Literally 25 years ago. I mean, this was back in the age of like 1G and 2G, the Zach Morris cell phone. They really didn't know what was going to happen when they really rolled this out, you know, nationwide, worldwide. And um, so it's like based on very old evidence where they came up with these guidelines and they're egregiously way too high. Like the, the, there should be a lot lower number. Like other countries have, you know, 10, 10 times lower exposure limits or uh, 100 times or even 1,000 times lower limits than the FCC does. And so um, a lot of the assertions that 5G was safe are based around, well, it falls within the FCC guidelines. And so um, basically Children's Health Defense took the FCC to court and said, look, you can't be like saying this about guidelines that are 25 years old. Like it's just absurdity. Like so much has changed. You got to update your guidelines. And they said, you know, and they're basically the FCC is owned by the wireless industry. So, of course, they go. And then, you know, we take them to federal court and then we win. And then, you know, basically they're going to drag their their feet for, you know, who knows how long. But eventually they got to update the guidelines. Now, does that does that bring any hope that this may halt uh, these 5G towers from going up all over the place? It's going to be, it's like suing the government, It's especially the federal government, like the higher up you go, the farther, longer it takes, right? So it's kind of like, you know, they knew that tobacco was unhealthy for you back in like, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years before they like really cracked down on it and regulated it. Um, and so it's kind of be going to be the kind of the same thing, you know, where it's just like, um, they're going to drag their feet on admitting that it was, you know, an absolute disaster. And then by that time, like damage has kind of already been done. So it's like, we got to have just more people fighting the fight if we're going to uh, we'll eventually get there. But it's just like, 
you know, the longer it takes, the, the more we lose. So, um, like, we'll get there eventually. I just don't know how long it's going to take. So, what is like for for you for your organization there, Arizona Safe Tech? Um, what is the plan, or what are the initiatives that you guys have going forward this next year? More of the same, just lobbying, or do you have some other type of uh, strategy going forward? Honestly, we really don't have the manpower. We've lost a lot of people who've dropped out of volunteering, have gotten busy with other things because, you know, like we've had people who are like literally sitting on our board who had to move out of state because they, their employer mandated the jab and, um, and they had to get another job and sell their house and all that stuff. So, um, you know, it's like, we real we're like really on the ropes, honestly. Um, we, we just like, we have some things that we want to do but we just don't really have the funds or the people to really like get it rolling. Got you. Okay. So big push is going to be for volunteers and for funding going forward. It sounds like, I mean, more so volunteers than funding. Like it's not like we need a bunch of money to do this. We just need people who are like willing to, you know, ride the asses of their city council and their state reps. That's the main thing. Um, It's not like we got to throw a ton of money at this, but um, it's, it's more the, you know, people who are, persistent and pesky with the government. Yeah. Activists. Okay. And then let's talk about COVID a little bit. So when we talked before, um, I told you the mandatory vax was absolutely coming and now it's here. Yep. Um, so now I see like overseas in Austria and maybe one other place, they have the, uh, the little chip that goes in your hand, or maybe they'll put it in your forehead, just like it says in revelation. Um, where they'll be able to track your VAC status. I'm assuming 5G will allow that to happen, right? I mean, it'll facilitate it. Um, <laughs> I mean, they can still do it with 4G, you know, like the existing wireless technology will still make it feasible. It's just do it on a larger scale with uh, with 5G. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't heard that, I heard that, I hadn't heard anything about the microchips actually being rolled out. I, I just heard of like talk of it, um, like theoretical talk, but I mean, I suppose vaccine passports were theoretical talk a year ago. So, I mean, it's like everything seems that it was once a conspiracy theory is now true. You know, just Lane Maxwell just got convicted. I mean, you know, it's all, it's all coming to pass. But, so. you know, but you know, they did, at least they sealed her little black book. So, you know, <laughs> no one will ever know who else was involved And the court did a really great service to the country. Um, what do you think is going to happen next with this COVID vaccine? We have a lot of lawsuits going, children's health defense is in the fight, um, yeah. along with a bunch of other people I can, um, you know, so they've had some victories. I mean, do you think this is going to get quashed at least the federal level um good question you know everybody wants my prediction of like well what's going to happen in 2022 like i'm some sort of prophet who's gonna be like well this is what's going to go down right um i can give you some theories of some scenarios of what i think is going to happen um so i think that the united states is going to become very patchwork like there's going to be states like New York and California that are going to get continually more oppressive and they're going to continue to move here. Right. And um, and then, uh, you know, there's going to be states that just become freedom strongholds like Arizona. The summer, you're not as good as maybe like Florida or Texas, but 
Like we're, we're it's like we kind of have to keep fighting to maintain it. You know, freedom isn't free, I suppose, as they say. Um, and so you're like things are just going to continue to escalate in these in these oppressive states and cities, and people are going to continue to leave. And so I think to some degree, like economics is going to work out where um, it's just like you know, employers aren't going to want to force vaccinate their employees because they're going to lose them. And, you know, um, like people are going to like housing prices in, um, in these places are going to plummet and, and, um, you know, people are not going to be able to find jobs and they're going to leave in, in the bad city. So I think we're going to see like a polarization and like a, like a lot of like, you know, puzzle pieces shifting around uh, to, to continue to go. And I think that, you know, places that were like destinations and like hotspots for industry, like, you know, New York and California are going to like continue to collapse and like new economies are going to start up. Um, You know, I think that um, like, you know, I think people are going to continue to resist, but it's not going to be like the hero just swoops in with a sword like Braveheart and beats the bad guys and it's over. Like it's going to be a protracted battle. I mean, a, a protracted war. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a war of attrition. It's going to be a slow war. It's going to be kind of a cold war. I mean, I, th- I think eventually we're going to win. Um, but uh, like things are going to get dicey and, you know, people like you and I have woken up and it's, you know, it's going to take a lot worse to wake some of the rest of the people up but eventually it's going to happen and we're going to hit, there'll be a tipping point at some point, I suppose. Yeah. I, I pretty much agree with most of that. Um, so let's, let's kind of pivot and and let's wrap up uh, talking about something uh, a little bit nicer, uh, more positive. Uh, New Year's is here. Um, happy New Year early to you. Um, but you're launching, I, I seen that you're doing this uh, eight day juice cleanse um <laughs> to help people launch the new year i i gotta hand it to you doc i don't know if I, I mean i'm an intermittent faster i can go 24 48 hours i don't know if i can do eight days how do you do it um well you know you have community support and that's why we're doing it we got about a dozen people signed up for this and it's sort of like when you got a team and you got accountability and support it makes it easier right because if you're like the only person in your household, like trying to eat healthy and exercise and everyone else is like sitting around watching Netflix and eating donuts. Like it's, it's, it's a lot harder to pull it off, especially when they're like, what are you doing? What's that? What are you eating salad? Well, so there's the accountability and support to make it happen. So um, that's exciting. We're, we're starting. I mean, the podcast probably won't even be out by the time we're starting, but we're probably going to do them quarterly. I've had a lot of people approach me and say, I want to do it, but the timing's not right right now. Um, so it's been well received and um i think it's going to be a regular thing so it's that's exciting. great that's great and you know i've been telling people for quite some time now uh the best thing you can do is get healthy because you have to stay away from the healthcare system i mean there's just no they've they've totally been outed as the enemy of the people um so yeah. you have so you have to get healthy uh fasting is a phenomenal way to do that so this juice cleanse thing is um is excellent i'm glad to see you doing that the other thing that you know, I saw is you have the uh, your free guide to autoimmune disorders out. Uh, tell us about that. Uh, yeah. So basically, I wrote this free guide, and it's how to heal autoimmune disease, the basics of healing autoimmune disease 
with diet and lifestyle instead of drugs. Um, because as you talked about, we've, we've seen that the medical system is essentially a racket. Nobody ever gets well. They just end up get all your money. Um, and so I came down with autoimmune disease 11, 12 years ago and just went through that whole like kind of um, meat grinder, as we'll call it. And that's when I kind of came to the realization of like, oh, this whole thing's a scam. Um, and so that's when I kind of, you know, open the side hatch, tuck and roll, like get out of there, figure something else out and began like just experimenting and researching. And, and, um, you know, the diet was kind of the last thing I ever wanted to touch, but when you're painted into a corner and you're really sick, you'll give anything a shot. And so that's what I did. And, you know, it took me some time to figure out what worked, but I reversed my disease, uh, completely without drugs. And so it just became something I became really passionate about. So this is kind of the guide that I wish I had back when I started. And I've got a full book coming out sometime in Q1 of next year. I got to working with the editor now to wrap it up, but that'll be like, that'll, that I'm excited for that. So, but like, um, you can put a link in the show notes to the, the blueprint and that's just a good way to get started. And if you download it, you get on my email list. So when I'm putting out content, you can, you can, um, other, I get, I get to get interviewed on a lot of podcasts. So. I don't have my own, but you'll get that if you sign up. Yeah. And I'll uh, definitely put that link in the show notes um, and let us know when the book comes out. Cause I'd like to have you back to talk about it. Sure. Sure. Jason. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so before we go, uh, I know you need a lot of help with um, Arizona's for safe tech. So how can people find you and get involved if they want to? Um, it's, um, so right now, AZ for Safe Tech has uh, joined up with Children's Health Defense Arizona. So um, I believe the website is az.childrenshealthdefense.org. And you can go on there and get on our email list. And we're kind of like the, the you know, the fantastic four of like just fighting 5G, the vaccines, um, just like corporate criminals, corporate polluters, all that stuff. Uh, you know, it's Bobby Kennedy's organization and we have an Arizona chapter of it and, um, you know, we really need people involved. So yeah, that would be the best way. Okay. Yeah. And I've talked to, um, the ladies that run that group before as well and uh, super outfit, really good, uh, doing good work. Um, Ben, if people want to reach out to you directly, what's the best way to find you? Um, huh. Good question, because it is my name on all social media, Dr. Benjamin Benulis, but I think I'm shadow banned on most everything. So um, you can look for me on social media. It's also my name, drbenjaminbenulis.com is my website. You can sign up for my newsletter there. Uh, that's, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Perfect. Doc, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for coming back and, and happy new year again. All right. Happy new year to you. All, all right. right. Keep up the good work. We'll talk soon. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Don't Tread on Liberty with Jason Davis. Subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, or your favorite platform. For more Liberty news, check out www.donttreadonliberty.com and subscribe to the blog or join the conversation.